The Beatles are a pretty nice band, and we've got a lot to say. The Beatles are a pretty nice band, talk about them day after day. But we also love the outfit a lot, so are these songs better than your love? The Beatles are a pretty nice band, someday we'll judge if they're fine, oh yeah, someday we'll judge if they're fine. Cry Baby Cry. The first secret track, hashtag Beatles did it. <gasps> uh, this is a favorite of mine. I'd rank it as my third fave on the White Album. It's John telling a story that's the perfect amount of twisted. It's a nursery rhyme that's as silly dark as a nursery rhyme, actually. Mm. I don't know if you've read a nursery rhyme lately. It's pretty dark. It's about telling, letting a child cry and there's children performing seances. Uh, I love how the piano and lead guitar gets more aggressive with each subsequent verse. It's catchy as heck. It's a solid rocker that is a relief because you can't hear any tension from the band in it. And nobody's slagging on anybody. Also, I sing this song a lot to my cat, who is very <laughs> vocal for no reason. <laughs> cat, baby, cat. No. Yeah, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't sure how I felt about this one, to be honest, but... After more repeat listens, I grew to really, really enjoy it. And before you call me out, yes, I've heard this song before. <laughs> it's just that, you know, sometimes the back half of the White Album can be a bit of a, like, wash. Because <laughs> there's just so many songs. Sure, You're just like, sure. wait, which one is that? Uh, yeah, that's, you know, sometimes it's the the feature of of double albums like this but musically it's more interesting than you might think for being you know something that's re- you know, having like a repeated verse over and over uh i love how it just builds with each subsequent verse you know more and more stuff keeps keep getting piled on and hey there's a secret song sweet yeah so uh he, john led told 100 davies that like good morning good morning this was partly inspired by a tv commercial I thought he was done with that, but hmm. uh, apparently there was an advertisement, Cry Baby Cry, Make Your Mother Buy. <laughs> uh, and he's, uh, yeah. The song was completed in India, and the group recorded demo at George Irishman's Easter House in May 1968. Lennon was later dismissive of Cry Baby Cry, describing it in 1980 as a piece of rubbish. So here's the thing about John that I realized. Like, he thinks he could slag on other people people's work because mm-hmm. he does it to himself which is something i used to do but i realized no you're still a jerk if you you it's know it's like the i'm an equal opportunity offender argument yeah kind of thing it's like no well look i i'm critical of myself so you know i, I can't do it you know that oh, kind of god thing. yeah <laughs> sometimes you just don't need to be an ass well the song's most obvious debt was to the nursery rhyme Sing a Song of Sixpence, with which it shares a number of lyrical themes. <clears throat> and what's interesting is in that song, a blackbird is mentioned. And uh, maybe it's a coincidence, or maybe it's not, that blackbirds are mentioned in Sixpence and McCartney wrote Blackbird in India. Maybe John heard Paul uh, practicing that song and the six songs of Sixpence came to him. And it meshed with the TV advert. Four and 20 Blackbirds. It's also a really great bakery in Brooklyn. Or was. I don't know if it still is mm. there. 420, baby. Well, now I know where they got the... I didn't know where 4 and 20 Blackbirds came from, but now I know it's from this... Uh, 
It's amazing That's what true. you learn. Yeah, <laughs> you, you never, you know, you never know what it's the thing you're going to learn is. And now I'm going to find out if it still exists. All right, you do that. On the white album, Cry Baby Cry was followed by Paul McCartney's Can You Take Me Back? An ad-lib song recorded during the September 16th session for I Will. Although unrelated to Cry Baby Cry, the songs are often classified as one. And I would say it works because it's also kind of creepy. Can you take me back? Can you take me back? Four and twenty blackbirds. It's by the Bell House. It's still there. Oh, I, I must have walked by that. Probably have. 2006's Love Heaven featured Can You Take Me Back as a transitory piece. It was billed as Cry Baby Cry, although none of Lennon's song was included. Oh. The Beatles began recording Cry Baby Cry on July 15th, 1968. They filled four 30-minute tapes with unnumbered rehearsal takes, which were wiped during the following two sessions. A lot of wiping is happening in this episode, in this wipe, week. Wipe, wipe, wipe! Or, like, people are aware of it now. Maybe, that, yeah. yeah. Paul McCartney said, uh, because John had divorced Cynthia and gone off with Yoko, it meant that I'd hear some of the songs for the first time when he came to the studio, whereas in the past, we checked them with each other. Oh, boo-hoo. Oh. <laughs> it sounded like he listened to you anyway. <laughs> On July 16th, the group recorded 10 takes. The rehearsals evidently paid off, although it lacked overdubs. Take One, released in 1966, 1996, and Anthology 3, was it significantly different for the final version? The tenth take was the one selected for further work. Abby's, Abby Rose's long-serving balance engineer Jeff Embrick, who had made invaluable contributions to the Beatles' music since Revolver, stopped working with the group during the July 16th session as a result of the ongoing tensions. So this was the song that was a bridge too far for him? No, well, I don't... Yeah, I think it was just a coincidence. Like he, It was like the night before that they started recording this and he, yeah. Also a Beatles song. Used. <laughs> yeah, well, it would be funny if, like, why are you quitting, J- Jeff? And he sang the night before. And Paul's like, uh, that's not one of my best. Hey, I know that one. Hmm. After a day-long rehearsal, the basic tracks were laid down for Lennon's guitar part and his vocal on the introduction. McCartney's bass and Ringo Starr's drums, along with Lennon's piano and George Martin's harmonium. A lot of parts were dubbed two days later. Lennon's lead vocal, Lennon McCarty falsetto backing vocals and tambourines, Martin's harmonium introduction, sound effects for T, and George Harrison's lead guitar, a Gibson Les Paul borrowed from Eric Clapton and soon to be a permanent gift. We've made this joke already, so... Yes, Eric got him back. <laughs> <laughs> So I went into a Wikipedia rabbit hole of hidden tracks. Uh, because oh, of, okay. Can you take me back? Um, so they, of course, mentioned Her Majesty. Yeah. But I, I found it, Freedom by Paul McCartney, I didn't know this, was a hidden track on the original release of Drive, Driving Rain. It was later added as a track on the re-release. The track was not meant to be hidden. It was a tribute to 9-11 victims. And McCartney wanted it on the album, but the artwork was already finalized. So there was no choice but to make it as a hidden track. What's your favorite hidden track? I don't know, but the first one I was aware of was Endless Nameless. That, you know, that's on Nevermind. Okay, uh, sure. Like like five minutes after something in the way, if you keep it 
on um would you consider um train in vain i was gonna say that yeah um i mean they don't really hide it they just don't list it yeah um i would train in vain by the by the clash in case you know you don't know it uh don't want to talk down just don't want to assume (laughs) mm -hmm. no 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 um there was also uh and it was mentioned in the wikipedia article like i think my first cd uh was the x-files movie soundtrack and on that there's a hidden track at the end of it with chris carter the creator of the show talking about uh secrets of the show that some of which, oh, weren't, interesting. Re- some of which weren't revealed at the time it's uh, like just at the further like, complimenting the uh for complicating the mythology <laughs> it's it's kind of like how uh soon who will talk about phil specter at the end of his christmas album saying we want to thank you for listening yeah. to our album <laughs> yeah fuck that guy but we'll, yeah <laughs> we'll get there Mm-hmm. pretty soon ramsey lewis recorded an instrumental version of this song on his 1968 album mother nature son Commander Cody and his Lost Planet Airmen covered a song on a 1987 album, Flying Dreams. Oh, and the band Fish covered a song. <laughs> oh, did they? <laughs> what a dumb joke. And not just on Life Fish Volume 13, though, notably. It was also on Hampton Comes Alive in 1998. What a great, what a great joke there, too. Now, the 1994 cover on Live Fish Volume 13 that we all know and love, it includes Can You Take Me Back, but at the, Hin- uh, but at the Hamptons, it did not. Hmm. Love Count, zero. Josie Scale, I give this a yeah. Absolutely. I give it a yeah as well. The Beatles are a pretty nice band, talk about them day after day. But we also love the outfield a lot, so are these songs better than your love? The Beatles are a pretty nice band, someday we'll judge if they're fine, oh yeah, someday we'll judge if they're fine.